One, two, three, four. Just another day at my dead end profession. I've lived day to day. Yeah, listen to some good old country records on the radio. Hell, yeah, what else can I say? Welcome back to the program. I'm Ryan Shores. With me, as always, is Dave Callens. What's up? And on the soundboard, Mr. Robert Timothy. Woo-hoo! Hey, Dave, real quick before we start, I saw <laughs> you, you answered one of those little uh, questionnaires on Facebook. You really never had a one night stand your entire life? Never. That's fucking ludicrous. Why? What happened? Well, Adam, yeah. our friend Adam Connie. What Connie. happened to you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Were you, did you almost have a one night stand? And then, <laughs> and then you got beaten? And then like, I tripped or, on the way there. Yeah. I fell. I'm like, oh, I got lost. No, no, no. That's how you accidentally have a one night stand. You're running naked. <laughs> you trip. <laughs> She's tanning. And I hope that you can understand it's a compliment that this surprises me because I can, there's some people where they're like, I've never had a one night stand. I'm like, I'm surprised you've ever had sex. Yeah. <laughs> but with you, I mean, you know, you're no, about town. I thought it was funny because uh, our friend Adam Connie posted one of those stupid things where it's like one through 20 of all these yeah, events. Yeah, yeah. It's like, ah, say which ones you've never done. Like get a tattoo, been arrested, whatever. And I had three of them on the list. And it was go on a cruise, smoke, and have a one night stand. And so I was like, I could probably like, knock that all out. you never a cigarette? No. Really? I can knock that out in one session, though, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Go on a cruise. Have you never smoked smoke? weed? No. Just, you've never smoked weed? I've uh, I've been shotgunned. Oh, this Does is that count? Whoa! Dave wait. never smoked weed. Hold you, on. You hold on. I just, I just assumed, based on your age and experience <laughs> level, that you had gone through some 10-year phase of smoking weed and stopped. Or, like, Ryan had tried it unsuccessfully a dozen times and yeah, been like, it's not for me. Like it. right. yeah, no, yeah. no, there was, like, uh, I've, I've always wanted to smoke weed, and I didn't, like... What's stopping why? you? Why? Because <laughs> I never smoked, so I can't take it. You're like, like those people are like, I always wanted to get a driver's license. Like, yeah. bitch, it's not hard. You can walk down to that building and take a test. No, no, but my last girlfriend, like, a big weed smoker and so I would have her shotgun me when she was smoking and so one night I actually did get enough to, to feel high mm-hmm. what to, to get high but the only thing I felt was I felt really 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 thirsty and I'm like well this isn't fun <laughs> wait why are you going on these rounds I had my girlfriend shotgun and again it's like I want to get a driver's license so first I went to Mexico to study like, why why just go just go do it <laughs> yeah just... can't do it my lungs are too what the fuck too, uh, <laughs> my See, lungs are a... too wimpy then we use a vaporizer all right, Ryan, we have a new game. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be called, uh-huh. let's do a live podcast of Dave getting high for the first time. All right, all right. Yeah, that, that's, that sounds wildly boring, but okay. It does sound No, but here's the thing. I, I moved this past week. Yeah, congratulations Just, to the new, new And your yeah, movers got you high. No, no. But while I was packing things up and getting everything ready, three places in my apartment I found where I had stashed ecstasy. What? <laughs> So I came across seven, seven hits of ecstasy. Yeah, laying around your apartment. Yes. You know what it reminds me of? Remember, you know in the movies where there's like a bad guy, like evil villain or drug dealer or something, and he's always worried about people killing him, so he has guns stashed around his house, like under cushions and stuff. Like Dave's like, in case I hear some fucking trance music, I might need to be within three feet of a bill. Dave is really scared of being bored. In case the beat drops, you got to be ready to get. In my mind, the same way the Cops busted on the drug dealer. He pulls out the guns and starts shooting. The cops busted on Dave, and Dave takes it real quick. He's like, "Can't stop me! I'll be in jail, but you'll be fun as shit." I'll be rolling mine bars. Fucking <laughs> Dave's never smoked weed, but he's got so much ecstasy around his house that he, he loses it like loose M and M's. Yeah, 
I just like the idea that also it wasn't like one ecstasy pile. Like it wasn't like, oh, this is ecstasy for later. It was like, what if half Three. the house burns down? Yeah, yeah. I need to make sure there's a no, reserve. It's it was, you know, like you, like you stash them, then you forget that you stash them there. So then you go to stash something again. You're like, oh, here's a new spot. So uh, anyway, <laughs> may I have some of this a surplus ecstasy I'm you have? super regretting I didn't offer to help Dave move. <laughs> yeah. I just be like, ah, oh, some fell in my pants cuff. I've got it. There's so much ecstasy around. I blew that call. Yeah. So I got a um, uh, interesting email, ma- 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 Facebook message. Oh uh, yes, you did. I don't know of any other profession besides stand-up comedy that has as much unsolicited advice. I, maybe there is. I just don't know. I haven't. I haven't worked a ton of professions. Archaeologist, NFL head coach. Oh. Okay, there you go. I was going to say archaeologist. Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably that. I know, and I don't just mean. People offering you material that I know that I that I rag on people that offer me jokes all the mm-hmm. time, but I'm not actually really upset by that. They're just right, trying and, to help. And Bobby, NFL coach, yes, it, that's but that's second guessing. Like no one has an open channel to an NFL coach. Say, hey, have oh, you tried doing this? With but if defense? you think there aren't a bunch of people sending Chip Kelly letters saying, here's the real defensive key you're missing, and I should know because I watched a lot of high school football games, <laughs> you're out of your mind. Like that happens all the time. Right, right. So I guess I guess I guess it's comedians yeah. and football coaches. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that's our kinship. <laughs> um, but I don't mean people sending me material. I mean that happens all the time, and I don't. I mean it's annoying when it happens after a show, especially. And I'm like, I just walked off the stage doing 30 minutes of high energy shit, yeah. and I'm sweating, and I want I want to have a cigarette and catch my breath, and all of a sudden some guy's like, hey, I'm a bit of a comedian myself. Uh, got, uh, okay, a Swede, a dog, and a Jew. I'm like, please, please. <laughs> so anyways. Dude, there is know. no anti-Swedish jokes around, Ryan. <laughs> I don't know why, but for some reason, it to me, it's always worse when they say you can put this in your skit. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that wow. just makes it so. Oh, hey, put this in your skit. I'm like, oh, automatically ten times worse. <laughs> and I've gotten some real bad ones, but 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 I'm not talking about people offering material. I'm talking about career advice. I get oh. that all the time. Dave's favorite, I think, that when he goes home to Michigan, is his family tells him you should go on Conan. Yeah, what you should do. You know what, dude? You, you know, I should follow that advice. I just you never... should get a sitcom, and then more people would come to your skits. You guys are missing the point. <laughs> what you should do is just book yourself for many thousands of dollars a night around the country. I, That's the way you should be doing it. Seems like a shortcut. <laughs> now, this guy, I uh, I didn't know who he was. I don't know this guy personally. And when he reached out to me, this is the, the uh, you know, going by that there'd been no previous messages, I, I know that this is his first time ever speaking to me privately. Right. right? This guy's name is Greg. And this is how the message starts out. I'm going to read it verbatim, okay? Never talked to this guy before. If you can wrap your mind around the following concept, you have limitless potential in comedy. Time out. That's the opening line? Yep. If you can wrap your, like, what, my time? Why didn't you say It already tiny? sounds like an infomercial. Yeah. Or, or oh he's going to recruit me to a sex cult. <laughs> in fact, if this was a video, the first part of this would be Ryan trying to do comedy in black and white and, like, dropping, dropping the mic. Dropping the mic, yeah. <laughs> Fumbling with the cord. And then it switches to color. <laughs> trying to hump the stool and falling right off. <laughs> so, anyways, if you you can wrap your mind around the following concept. You have limitless potential in comedy because you have all the other necessary ingredients. It's in psychology. Comics have huge egos. It's necessary. However, the comics that thrive surpass and kill their egos because it comes down to how the audience is left feeling. He put that in quotation marks for some reason. Not how great you need to feel about yourself. 
If you were to do a trial month of Facebook posts as an experiment, you'll see the difference I'm talking about. First, you need to stop with all your superiority. <laughs> huh? Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. I guess I, I, you know what? I can see where he's coming from. Sure. I, I, there, there are some times where I look back at shit I've said and said that came off a little superior. And that's usually part of the joke. But okay. You need to replace your, all your uh, jokes with nothing warms my heart more than to see new comics grow. Uh, this gives your audience a feeling of that you care about them and that they want to be like you. I'm like, what is... Wait, the audience is not new comics. Why right, would that give... Right, I don't know. All right, now here he references a, a post I did after a show I produced where I, right. was, I was thanking comics for um, working for me basically for a lot less than they would work for some other people mm -hmm. right. uh, so that my shows could be good. And I was thanking them for coming out and doing these shows I produce. He quotes it. I want to thank the people who work for me. He cuts it off there. He didn't include the rest. That's shit, Ryan. Well, he's got a point. <laughs> You're saying that for your ego. People would respect you if you put the spotlight on them. Leave yourself out of it. They know so many great people came together to make that happen. Uh, wait, isn't isn't thanking them putting the spotlight on them though? I, I don't I, understand. I, I, I so wait, did so. he go to one of your live shows no. and this is a review? Nope. Then no, how he's would reviewing he a post Facebook I made post. thanking the comics that worked for me on a particular show. Let, let me ask a uh, follow-up question that we haven't uh, gotten to yet. What time was this post? Oh, is this a like 1 a.m. post? Because there's a lot of elements of this that make it seem like a 1 a.m. post. Uh, this is 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yikes. Fuck. <laughs> that's not even, you can't even pretend like you're already drunk from the night before. Like You, you can't be like, nah, that's a 6 a.m. I'm still coming home from the bar. <laughs> yeah, no, no. This man, uh, I guess no work today. Wow. Uh, <laughs> he's at 3 p.m. He went, ah, first I'm going to go talk down to this comic and uh, condescend to him while saying he doesn't need, he should stop condescending to people, by the way. Although, although it was a very smart move in the beginning of his post when he was, uh, saying like if you can wrap your mind around this like right after that he gave you a compliment he's saying you have all the ingredients except for one like he's he's really trying to sell you like build you up say hey you're almost there buddy you're so good can I ask for a spoiler alert at some point does he ask you to sign up for a 999 course <laughs> that he has that's no. like gonna teach you these skills as I was reading this I I, I was waiting for that to come at yeah. any time it never yeah. did now here's where he admits that he's not a comic Lest once for the experience, I'm not in the field. So he tried stand-up one time. Ah. All right. But I'm not selling anything. I don't have a horse in the race. But I do know psychology very well. Really? <laughs> well, if that were true, he'd be getting a lot of help right now. <laughs> if you were really in on what was going on. And I'm only taking my time to write this to you because I like, like I'm wasting his time already <laughs> by him sending me this fucking unsolicited <laughs> Facebook message at 3 p.m. You've been pretty selfish through this whole message, right? <laughs> I'm only taking my time because I like to see people reach their full potential in this lifetime. It brings me joy. This killing ego concept is not easy, especially for comics. So you just have this insight into us. Thank you. Oh, but if you can master it, sky's the limit. Two roads you take from here. Oh, great. Here comes my red pill, blue pill moment. One, you can say, fuck this cash guy. He's, he's, call, he's giving himself a nickname. I can see his name is Greg, but he's calling himself Cash. Maybe what, he's talking about some other person he hasn't introduced to the story yet. So, so number one, you can say, fuck this cash guy. What does he know? But that'd be your ego talking. 
Number two, you could say maybe this cash guy who lives in a Carlsbad beach bungalow and plays poker for a living knows a little something. Your choice. I think, Namaste. I think he was trying to imply what? that he knows something by being a bungalow-dwelling poker player, but that actually works against him, I <laughs> feel like. So you're a homo? You're a homeless guy that plays cards. <laughs> I'm just, like, in my mind, I'm picturing... He started this message around 2.15. He's just like, the sun is out. Normal people are doing shit. People are at work. And this motherfucker's like, I'm going to blow this guy's mind. Yeah. Okay, so I I thought it would end there. And you know what? I get fucking stupid shit all the time. So I did what I did. I just went, all right, thanks a lot, buddy. Uh, thanks for the thanks for the tips or something like that. I I didn't really. (laughs) You should have done Dave's tactic from the phone from the other week where you go, Hello? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> I, what I actually said was, I said, well, I appreciate the tips, brother. Have a nice night. Uh, and then all this came through. Oh, Holy Jesus. fuck. All right. So, um, all right. Uh, he, he just keeps going, okay? Uh, he keeps going and going. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to save you a lot of it because it's pages. Wow. Pages more. After a while, where he, see, he he comments more about how, how even though he doesn't know me, he knows my ego is big and all comics are, and starts rattling off psychology shit, and then he keeps going into his lifestyle a bunch. He keeps referencing, yeah, you know, my lifestyle of uh, living on the beach, you know, with all the money I can possibly handle, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Uh, don't don't get me wrong. I got a lot of problems in my life. Like for instance, even though I have massive biceps, it's hard for me to carry the amount of cash I have on hand <laughs> at any point because it's hundreds of pounds. <laughs> so I'm gonna skip ahead to where he starts giving me specific ways I need to start crafting my act. Okay, my All stage right. act. Okay. For instance, a starting point to analyze, raise your game even higher would be. What's your closing line after a performance? Is it the typical, thanks for coming out, blah, blah, blah? Try replacing that with an emotional closing line that leaves the audience flying high when they leave. This is psychology, and it's very important. I'm going to kill your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's actually Ryan's real closer. (laughs) He gives me an example here. Example. This is how he wants me to close doing like a 10-minute slot at the Ice House. Live comedy is so important to our This lives. is you talking right this now? Is, this okay. is me. Wow. After I do my act, mm-hmm. I, I, I reserve the last 45 seconds in place of a closer okay. where I'd end on a big laugh. He wants me to end like this, all right? So after I'm done humping the stool, uh, <laughs> live comedy is so important to our lives, everybody. To me, it's never about who flies the highest, but rather how high we can all fly together. I sincerely want to thank you all for giving me the opportunity to do what I love. I hope I made all our lives better, a little brighter tonight, and I bid you a sincere and heartfelt good night. Life is to be enjoyed. Thank you. Wait. That's how I should close you my fucking comedy act from now on. You did not read what was in the parentheses suggesting movement, jerking off the whole time <laughs> visibly in front of the audience. What the fuck is that? What no, is that? No, I can just imagine you take his advice, you do that. He slowly transitions you into now a 10-minute set for you as one joke, followed by nine minutes of like inspirational speech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be like a Tony Robbins epitaph. <laughs> Bobby, you or I need to message this guy. Hopefully he doesn't know we're associated with Ryan. We need to message him and say, hey, your motivational speaking is for shit. You have all the right tools, but you are all, you're not quite there as far as getting comics to their highest potential. Guys, Here's what you need to do to guys, step your game up. Here's the thing. 
Send more unsolicited advice. <laughs> that closing line, he wasn't done. <laughs> he wasn't done. Oh my so God. after I say thank you, after I say all that, like, you know, thank you for sincerely. Flying high together. Hey, flying high blah, blah, blah. He goes, and I thank them. And then I say, you know, many of us didn't have it easy growing up. I know I didn't. Oh, my God. Oh. First of all, I grew up in Orange County, asshole. Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> what are the minutes of comedy to, like, book forward or whatever the fuck this is? So, so I, you know, many of us didn't have it easy growing up. I know I sure didn't. Parentheses, connection, bonding. He's telling me what this will establish. <laughs> to come here and share laughs with you is not only fun, it's a privilege. Parentheses. Then raise your voice louder. <laughs> <laughs> Yell this part at them. Yeah, he, he writes. We he writes this in, in caps. We came in here as strangers, but we are walking out that door a family. My name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, this is great. So maybe maybe I should drag a podium up on stage with me and start hitting it with my fist like Hitler. Dude, you know what's crazy is this guy contacted you out of the blue. He has no experience in your field. He is giving Well, you he this, tried a mic once apparently. He's giving you this advice and we are all sitting here making fun of it. As well, we should. And, you know, uh, you know. Yes, as well, we absolutely should. Ten minutes set should be ended with five minutes of telling him that I was, I don't know, I was hit as a child or yeah. something. But you know what's crazy is that every once in a while this works. And I don't mean just on, you know, just your average person walking around. It works on people who are experts in their field. And it's going down right now in the UFC with Diego Sanchez. Have you guys seen what was going on with him? Oh, yeah, he's got some cult leader training him. So Diego Sanchez, famously out of literally, probably, if not the best, one of the three best MMA camps on earth at Jackson Winkle John. He's been there for like 15 years. He, he actually, he was like going downhill and then started getting really good again, had this amazing fight against Mickey Gall and stuff. And then apparently he just got approached by a guru one day who came up and was like, I'm going to teach Define you. Define guru. He, he has like no- Wait, wait, wait. Is it a homeless guy who lives on the beach and plays cards for a living? Yeah. <laughs> He has he has like no real martial arts experience and he's just this weird dude who says bizarre stuff who fashions himself as a guru and he took over and then he took the he went to, Is his name Greg yeah. by any chance? Well, no, he was so he goes to the to the literally one of the best MMA gyms on earth with Diego Sanchez and he's sitting there like he's like no, when he comes at you what you need to do is use this force chi and, and he's like showing him in the middle of the room and two of the greatest coaches on earth Jackson and Winklejohn came up and they're like what the fuck are you doing here? And he's like, we're teaching energy flow. And he's like, all right, you need to leave. And so like he, Diego Sanchez left the number one camp on earth because he had to choose between the number one camp on earth and this crazy guru who came up to him and he chose him. And since then, not only does he look horrible in the ring, he got beat like a fucking stepchild both times he's been in the ring with this guy. He's doing weird ass shit. He's like, Getting in weird karate kung fu poses. He's trying to do like reverse stone cold stuff. Yes, <laughs> yes. Then his his instructor, his guru, got super pissed at one of the refs who came in at like backstage to talk to him against the the Chiesi fight, and he was like, "Hey, uh, you know, if you if I see a lot of unreturned punches, I'm going to stop it." He's like basically tell he knows he's like I right. think there's something off here, and I'm yeah, going to yeah. stop. And the coach got really pissed. He's like, "Oh yeah, you know what? We have a death move that we learned from South American gorillas, and if we put it on him, he might die. So just." 
just I'm letting you know because the second he cinches it up, you better stop the fight. Otherwise, he's gonna kill this guy. And uh, everybody obviously was like, uh, "This is crazy." This is, <laughs> first of all, the move isn't real. Second of all, like <laughs> no one's gonna pull that off. Third of all, I don't know what you're thinking. Uh, fourth, did you say a gorilla taught you that? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> With the you, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he was wearing a beret. <laughs> it was adorable. But if you look at the interviews, go like if you get go on YouTube right now, watch. Diego Sanchez's pre-fight interviews for this past weekend, and you will see somebody who's in a cult. Like ah. the guy, the guy sounds like a fucking maniac. That means that this guy, this guy in the, the beach bum up north here, <laughs> this guy theoretically he just picked the wrong pony. Like Ryan was the wrong horse, but these guys will get successful oh by taking oh over legitimate experts no. in their field. Maybe he sent this message to a few people. We got to start paying attention to who starts closing their show with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Not I just want to take a second to say, <laughs> no, had it easy growing up. I know I did. I'm like, oh, I, I recognize that verbiage. No, no, no. Hey, but, but honestly, what's worse, saying that as your closing bit or just asking for Instagram followers? I don't know, I mean, but th there's more. But there's Jesus more. Okay, Christ. now remember, this went on for pages, and a few times in this, uh, uh, he like kept mentioning his lifestyle, his lavish <laughs> lifestyle. He, so after he gave me this ludicrous cult leader uh, closer to end on that I need to end every single one, he said it would give me like cult following. Use those fucking words. This is the uh, this is the offer he gives me. If you want, I'll analyze an audience at a show for you. <laughs> this is what else he says. Give a second. Let him finish. It'll be a tough change from my life of vacations, poker, and hookers. Oh my! But God. I can make it happen. Until then, all psychology, brother. Namaste. Wow. That message has a lot of like reverse psychology in it. Like, it, it hey, also, I, I got a lot of shit going on here, but I could leave it for you. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's really cool over here, but if you sit, like. At, at this point, I finally had had enough, and I went, so you've never done stand-up. Am I understanding that correctly? He said, I tried it once for the experience. I went on before you at an inland at the Inland Tavern about a year ago. I really enjoyed it. Then I remembered that show. I'm oh, like, God. oh, shit, you... I know who you are. <laughs> you were that fucking guy with the dad bod that went up and did street jokes and bombed and then fucking like had to get off the stage. Like he did. I thought he was going to be the guy who tried to pitch Ryan the idea of a comedy club. <laughs> it's, well, a it's a room. It's a room. We just do comedy. No, no, no. So, so he he goes on to say. You should talk to my friend Bill. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave it at Bill because I don't want anyone fucking <laughs> harassing Bill over this guy. It's not his fault. He's like, you talk to Bill and he'll tell you that you should listen to me. So I, fuck, I, I contacted Bill. I'm like, you remember that weirdo you put up before me that you said had never done comedy? He was like your friend. You want to give him like a, a five minutes? He's like, yeah, 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 Greg, yeah. I'm like. Dude, he's like contacting me and giving me all sorts of weird advice. I'm like, who is he? He's like, uh, he worked for me at the furniture store for a little while. It didn't really work out. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, so this guy who not only is giving me uh, unsolicited advice about changing my uh, my stand-up act to resemble that of like a sex cult leader, but um, also his lavish lifestyle. He sells sofas in Temecula for a little while? No, I Ryan, guess that was just for funsies. Right? Yeah, you're the common man. You're being lives. unfair. What he was actually doing was assessing the average furniture store customer. And he was going to try and put together a better furniture selling mantra. And uh, that's why he was there the whole time. That's a good. Hey, I guess that's what I, I would like this. So he's, he has put the offer out to come and analyze an audience member for you. I no, think an, entire an entire audience. I think we'd make this happen. But here's the deal. I don't want to talk to uh, this guy. Uh, 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 uh. 
Right. I have a better pitch for you, Ryan. I'll let Bobby finish. I got a I've better pitch. I've been pitched enough, guys. <laughs> Except the difference is we actually we, – we do this differently. We hire a psychologist to come to that, and she assesses him at the show trying to assess the rest of the audience. We figure out exactly what's wrong with him, get him committed, take over the beach bungalow. <laughs> <laughs> and steal his lucky deck of cards. <laughs> Apparently it's full of hookers, too. We could probably take over the, the beach bungalow right now. It's yeah. not an issue. <laughs> Take over that beach bungalow with a big lighter. Just yeah, ooh, I feel ooh, like. Ooh, by ooh. the way, I feel like beach bungalow is actually like a tough shed in the back of somebody's oh, house sure. in yeah. Oceanside. Yeah. yeah, it's a studio apartment yeah. that, that the landlord doesn't know he's living. All in. right, here's my idea, uh, Bobby. Wrap your head around this. <laughs> we're gonna pretend if that Ryan. Can. We're gonna pretend Ryan took his advice. We're gonna film. We set it up. We'll have like we'll invite people to pretend to be an audience. Ryan, yeah. we're gonna film just the end where Ryan takes his closing statement, mm-hmm. film this, and send it to the guy. How do you what, how do you how do you feel about this? How did I do? Yeah. But what Ryan's gonna do is he's gonna finish on a punchline. We'll just show like a couple seconds of a punchline. Ryan's gonna be like, hey, <laughs> I was abused as a child, <laughs> so I'm I'm bonding with you right now. <laughs> so then Ryan says very quietly into the mic, like he's talking to somebody, he's like, raise your voice. <laughs> You're my family now. <laughs> we send that clip to Greg and say, what do you think? <laughs> And then cut to me getting mercilessly beaten by stand-up comics. Oh, no, no, I think we go the other way. It's it's everybody picks you up and takes you off stage. Yes, like you just yeah. got married at a Jewish ceremony. They carry you to your own beach bungalow. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. And somebody yells, he's the new king of stand-up comedy. <laughs> they take me to my own bungalow where a card game is already in progress. <laughs> now I win the hookers. <laughs> And some guy says, I'll raise you and throw the lady on the table. <laughs> oh, man. My yeah. God, that was the, so I, I, I've gotten some really bad advice before. I think this goes down in history as the stupidest fucking advice I'd ever got. <laughs> and again, it comes from a guy that tried comedy one time, once right. failed, and now is giving advice about it. Like this is like, if, like I, I have a, a friend who's a cop in upstate New York. It's like if I called him, like, yo, Jay, I have the piece of advice for you. If a suspect you're interrogating says he wants to speak to an attorney, okay? Yeah. All right. What you do is you say, why do you want to speak to an attorney? That makes you sound guilty. And when he says, you're a fucking idiot. If, uh, if he asks for an attorney and I keep talking to him, everything he says from that point is inadmissible. And I went, no, no, that's your ego talk. <laughs> no, here's what you do. When he says, I want an attorney, you go, I am an attorney. That's what I was going to say. You put on a fake mustache saying, uh, your attorney is here. And then he goes, that is also illegal. I go, no, no. I've already played this out in my head, <laughs> and it works out perfectly. I've played the scenario out in my head ten times, and it works every time. I consulted an attorney on mustache law, and he said it was legit. <laughs> and, like, seriously, and it, it, the funniest part about this whole fucking email is that I could see this guy playing all these things out in his head, and when I give that ludicrous address at the end where I say that I didn't have it easy growing up and we're all family now, I, in his head... Everyone stood up yeah. and started high-fiving Absolutely. and hugging and, and, and saying, I'll never forget you to the person next to them that also bought the two. Can you imagine, by the way, imagine for a second, a dude who came to the fucking club because he got free tickets in the mail and is pissed off about and the now two. now he's stuck with his new family. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. He's pissed off about the new item, the two item minimum. He didn't enjoy the first three comics, and then I go up. He didn't really enjoy me that well either. And now I'm telling him we came here as strangers, and now we are family. I would love to see the look on that guy's fucking face. <laughs> what the fuck is this guy talking yeah, about? So also, I noticed. I don't. You didn't read all the messages, but I noticed he mentioned psychology a lot. Mm-hmm. Never said he has a background in it. Oh, yeah. so I imagine. He got into poker at some point yeah. and watching it on TV, and they talk about like reading players sure. and, and looking for th- And so now he thinks he understands everything because of his poker background. I, I doubt he fucking saw the inside of a classroom past yeah. his graduating right. in high school. Yeah, no, no, no. That, that's definitely it. He, 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 he watched uh, All Stars of Poker, and they said, it's all psychology. See how he, uh, he flickers his eyes there? He went, yes, I'm a psychologist now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, things going on right now, but you guys said you you weren't privy to it. A uh, video went viral of a kid with dwarfism in Australia. He, it was really sad. If you see it, it, it's pretty heartbreaking. Oh, I, I saw the headline. It said a nine-year-old boy on... He was like... The mom, I think, recorded him saying he wanted to die or wanted to kill himself because he was bullied so bad. Yeah, That's all I saw. She, she, showed, she was showing the effects of bullying, um, and this kid, nine years old, is literally crying and saying, I want to die. Mm-hmm. Like, like it look, it, he's, been, he's been bullied at school so bad... He's saying, I want to die, which is something a nine-year-old should never fucking say. Yeah, it's say. fucking awful. That's pretty awful. It went viral, and um, comedian Brad Williams also has the exact same type of dwarfism this kid has. Started a GoFundMe. His whole thing was, he was asking his fans to donate up to ten grand to send this kid to Disneyland. All right, To fly him from Australia to America. Where Brad personally, who's a bit of a celebrity himself, definitely one of the uh, the more next to Peter Dinklage, most well known uh, <laughs> little person, was going to put him up, uh, him and his mom up in a nice hotel, and take him to Disneyland. You know, and, which and would I, be fantastic. That's amazing. I, I think that's pretty sweet. His uh, GoFundMe went viral. Last I checked, it was like up to like three hundred thousand dollars. People just kept donating. Wow. wow. And he's like, "Well, this is great, guys. Now are we going to take this sweet kid to Disneyland? I'm going to donate every penny." To a charity with uh, for uh, people with this dis- disability, so it, it, it's great. That, that, that's a feel good story. Yes. And Brad sh- showed some video of him FaceTiming uh, with the kid, who now has this celebrity friend with his same, you know. And right. the story should have ended there, but it didn't because we're a toilet of a society, and that's when <laughs> all the what about so and sos came out of the woodwork. What, did they find, like, a shorter person with dwarfism? <laughs> like, what, what's the argument? You know, every time something good happens to somebody that previously something bad what? happened to, and, well, first of all, there's the one about the troops. <laughs> Those guys came out. The troops with dwarfism? Like, who's <laughs> arguing this? Oh, that'd be an adorable militia. <laughs> <laughs> it's the lollipop gang. <laughs> <laughs> now, the one that I saw was... Lollipop course, excuse me. <laughs> The one I saw is like people were claiming that this nine-year-old was actually a man, like a grown-up. That's, that's what came next. All right, so then all these headlines started started coming out. Headlines of uh, when I say headlines very loosely, it's people with their own blog that <laughs> call themselves an online newspaper. Yeah, but it's just a fat guy with an unkempt beard, uh, just typing whatever he wants. And all people are sharing are uh, kid with dwarfism, actually 18-year-old scam artist, okay? Oh, God. And everybody, without looking any further into it, started sharing that information. Like, oh, everyone stop. This kid's... And now this kid is getting bullied on the internet now by millions of people going, you piece of shit. Their proof. You want to know what their proof was? Of, that he's 18? Huh. They, they write a headline that said that? <laughs> Close. 
there's a picture of him wearing nice clothes and like posing like an adult next to a car. Oh, as kids often do. As yeah, fucking yeah. kids do. Like they're like, look at this. He is wearing a Gucci hoodie and he's posing like an adult next to this car. Oh, I rest my case. <laughs> I, that, that's that's the only proof they have, and like uh, there's there's video after video of like the, uh, no reputable people, just fucking ba- basement dwellers. I just watched one today. Someone shared it to my timeline. I went, see Ryan, I bet you feel stupid now because I I shared the you know the yeah. kids uh, thing, and I I watched the video and it's just some fat guy going, uh, idiots. He's 18. There's pictures of him like being 18. They're out there. And like, and like, it's like a picture of him voting. <laughs> and there's one video, buying cigarettes. Here, here's more of his proof, and I, I'll, I'll post it in the comments of this fucking episode. The guy also goes, uh, "There's pictures of him with celebrities. He's an actor." I mean, I mean, yeah. isn't this whole thing that he's going to go to Disneyland with a celebrity? Like, wouldn't there be pictures of that happening? Ah, uh, there's a picture of uh, me when I was nine years old with Sandra Bullock. I met her on a plane. Yeah. Guess what? I assure you, I was nine years old. <laughs> that did not make me an adult. Uh, I also have a picture of me in a little tuxedo, and my dad said, pose like James Bond. <laughs> I assure you, uh, I, I was not James Bond. <laughs> That's what James Bond would say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dear>. So basically <laughs> so, what you're saying is this kid is going to, this, this uh, boy with Dwarfism is going to end up with like half a million dollars, going to reveal that he's been an adult the whole time, say, King of Franks! Yeah. Well, the money's not even going directly to him. Like It's going to Brad Williams, but, who's using 10 grand of it to get, to get him to Disneyland and, and donating the rest. He's not getting his hands on it. But see, this is a great example of like what I would call the tail end of the bell curve that we all have to deal with now because of the internet, right? Like, if you imagine a bell curve, and we're all kind of in the middle of sanity, we all have a little bit of craziness, a little yeah, bit whatever, right? And then there's some people who are pretty much super sane, and then there are crazy-ass people, right? And there's people that play po- poker in a beach bungalow right. somewhere and send out crazy emails. You know, we got like 1% of the population has schizophrenia, like legit crazy, and then a bunch of other shit going on in other people's heads, and so there's a decent amount of population that's legit crazy. A lot of these become like the flat earther guys, right? And- in reality, there's only one flat earther for whatever it is. I don't know, a thousand normal human beings. But, like, there's only one of them, but they can make their voice really loud because they're on the internet. So even if there's only one per thousand, that still leaves millions of them here in this country. And so then you get people who fucking act like assholes because they have, like, a delusional am- amount of stuff going on in their head. And they just have the the podium to yell about it. Well, th- this, was, it, this was interesting, too, is because... On social media, on Instagram, and on Facebook, a lot of people that follow me and I'm friends with that I don't know personally, but I saw a lot of people who normally are seem like right-minded people, seem like forward-thinking folks. I saw them sharing the "he's an 18-year-old scam artist" and, and like you know, along with the caption like "oh, we were all duped." And I asked every single one of them that I saw, uh, "Did you read the article?" And their answer was always "no." <laughs> I'm like, so I'm like, where is this from? They went, I don't know. Uh, I'm like, so you're just sharing it though? So you just saw words yeah. and went, well, there, there it is then. That, that, again, <laughs> I, I do compare that to flat earthing because it's it, it's just like, for instance, a flat earther goes, if I put a tic tac at the bottom of this tennis ball and release it, it falls <laughs> down. Uh, you know, and uh, and so you don't have the opportunity to take that guy to the fucking state fair and go, let's go to the tilt the world. Come on in. All right, they're gonna turn it on. Yes, they're playing the Deftones. I know you're excited about that. Okay, so all right, so we're spinning. All right, you see how it's hard to move your arm now? Well, that's kind of what gravity is, and that's why when we go to Australia, we don't fall off the Earth. And they go, huh? And they go, Australia is fake. It doesn't exist. <laughs> and then they go on the on Facebook. It goes. 
No, they're all just flat. They go, oh, there it is. Thank you. That makes more sense. I don't know what was going on in that tilt-a-whirl, but when I put my Tic Tac on the coffee table, it stays flush. Well, it becomes one of those things where it's, it's just crazy people that now have a podium. And so I've been thinking about this for a while because like, freedom of speech is a, an important part of not only what we do, but our country and everything else, right? But at some yeah. point, you do get this flat earther mentality where it's like they're not helping themselves. They're spinning like crazy. They're influencing other schizophrenics that are also having problems. Like right. It's actually damaging. And at some point, they're doing damage to people. Like for this kid, those people should be sued for libel or slander, right? Like yeah. they, they have made a false claim that caused that person harm. They should be sued for that, right? And Ooh, you know what? I know a certain small comedian with, with his hands on $300,000. Yes. <laughs> maybe a little piece of that can go to suing some of these incels that are making videos of this kid's a scam artist. So as much as I, I, I support freedom of speech, when you are lying, purposely lying to attack people, either because you're mentally ill or something is going on, I think they should be able to sue you, and part of the penalty should be the judge going, you're off the internet for 10 years. <laughs> and if you do it again, you're off permanently. We're going to put kick you off for a while. You cause serious problems. So he, here's the deal. You can either pay this kid a million bucks as a settlement for what you've done, or you're off for 10 years. If you jump on at any point in that 10 years, you've broken your probation, you go to jail. I love it. Now, they're going to create some other internet, like Less some parallel. And that's going <laughs> to hey, be... Hey, if Bob Dole can do it once. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, that, I love that. Less people should have the fucking internet. They do that, by the way. If you get caught for hacking, like if you get caught for security breach or something like that, they will sentence you to like 10 years no internet oh, and same that means, with, uh, with uh, se- uh, sex yes, crimes true, for, uh, true. and that means you can't that sends you to 10 years to AOL online like, that's <laughs> the only no, you can't have a smartphone you with can't that be, old yeah. dial up too you just <laughs> have to hear it beep boom beep boom I would for, for the kid in Australia I would love for someone to make a video be like you guys this is obviously a hoax Australia isn't real yeah <laughs> And then, of course, there's all the, 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 what pisses me off most is I, my own friends I'm seeing, like, why does this midget kid get all, a bunch of money and I don't get any money and I need to go to the dentist? I'm like, I'm like <laughs> because he fucking does, all right? Why are we in a society where if something good happens to someone, they're like, how come? Like, because it, it did. All also, right? and and I don't know, midgets, I, get, I think that's an, a derogatory term. I was impersonating oh, someone fair else. Fair enough, fair enough. Is there anybody who really has it worse than an Australian little person? I mean, come on, think about it. First of all, you're already in kind of like the podunk Probably version. an Irish little person, because uh, they're going to get all kind of leprechaun. No, no, he's still part, he can still hop over to bring Br- Britain or go do other stuff. He's got it fine. Think of Australia. You already have giant animals and spiders killing normal-sized people. Now this guy's got to fight like a fucking snake that's three times his size. There's nobody who has it harder than an Australian little person. Except for an Irish little person. No, okay, no. <laughs> Everything's a leprechaun. He gets gold and lucky charms. He's got a great life. No, he gets bullied for find his gold. Like, where's your gold, you piece of shit? I know you have it. I find all of this very racist. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just saying, that poor Aussie kid, like, when we talk about racism or sexism or something, a lot of times you have elements where you're not, that's not like the first thing people think about you. Like, if somebody walks through the door, my first thought isn't necessarily, oh, look at that woman. I might just think, oh, look at that person or whatever. But I bet you, Almost 100% of people who see that guy, their first thought is, look at that little person. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, he's the only person who has to deal with that on, like, a regular basis. So if you think you have it worse than an Australian little person, you don't. Then you might be an Irish little person. <laughs> <laughs> you might be an Irish little person. <laughs> what was you, that accent? <laughs> Jesus. That was, that was a southern accent. You might be an Irish little person. Oof. Yeah, that's rough. That was terrible. <laughs> oh, Yo, Bobby, Bobby, do that on stage. If you, <laughs> if you beat your midget wife, you might be an Irish little person. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby, listen to me. Good stuff. I want you to do that on stage, but when you're done, I want you to go, all right, you might be an Irish little person. 
Now, I want to take a second to thank <laughs> He came in here as strange. You know, I didn't have it growing up. I didn't have it easy growing up. Some would say I had it as hard as an Australian midget. <laughs> if you got a lot of midget kids that you don't take Jesus care of, <laughs> you might be an Irish little person. What the fuck is happening right now? Yeah, that's great. That's great. I love it. If you can't remember your daughter's communion, (laughs) you might be an Irish. I'm Ryan for Dave and Bobby, (laughs) and Irish little people everywhere saying, "See you next week." And and you're our family now. (laughs) If you shop in the kids section of the thrift store for shoes, you might be an Irish little person. See you next week, Cruiser with the twos. Where's your gold, you piece of shit? I know you have it. Motherfucking time is passing by.